Hello there, friends. Welcome to Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. Yet another episode of juicy conversation with entrepreneurs from kind of around the globe. Uh, I am Paula Reese-Denis. I am your tribal hostess. I am your movement mo motivate. I can't even talk about what my thing is. <laughs> movement, momentum, and magic. Your transformational lifestyle coach. <laughs> yeah. See, we are just like so cash here, right? <laughs> and I also own a global dance company, Gypsy Caravan Tribal Belly Dance. I have just returned from two weeks teaching on the East Coast. And I am ready to sit back down in my chair and interview yet another delicious woman for you guys to, to get to know. I'm really excited to bring Jennifer Garapy here with me today. She works with animals, and she can tell you a little bit more about it, but um, she is an empath of sorts and does healing touch with animals, mostly dogs, but you do work with other animals, right, Jennifer? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it's funny because I say mostly dogs, but because I live in um, an area that's totally dog oriented mm -hmm. but as soon as I decided of course it's the universe right as soon as I decided well maybe I'll only talk about dogs um, I now have um, I now have a um, what do you call it uh, an opportunity I'll be working um, doing Reiki and other animal healing in a new cat cafe that's opening recently here. sweet yeah Sweet. Another growth opportunity. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I love both dogs and cats, so I'm really grateful for that opportunity because it's been kind of making me sad that I'm only working on dogs. But you work on horses and birds, too, you say? Yes, yes. Really, I can work on any animal. Nice. Well, anyway, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for being here. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Um, thanks for being here with me on Heart and Hustle and sharing your gifts that you give to the world and also on um, information about yourself being um, a woman, a business owner, an entrepreneur. And we like to hear about all of the stories, all the stories, not just what you do, but why you do it. Mm, that's like, good. So why? why? Why have you chosen this or has this chosen you? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, well, it's really interesting because my, um, what, I, what I do is I work with, with energy and I was probably one of the most skeptical, <laughs> judgmental, close-minded people that you could find about anything that was kind of woo-woo. And like everybody else, I think it's because I just, I didn't have exposure to it, right? And, and we always fear what, not always, but we frequently fear what we don't understand. Sure, of course. And, um, but like the last... 20 about for about 20 years I I was in corporate and I actually did employee relations and recruitment which meant that I did a lot of coaching of people and a lot of problem solving and a lot of investigatory work when there were issues at work like sexual harassment or discrimination and so forth and so those are all skills that I can bring and use every day in my um, in my work with animals and people, right? Because they come with people, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's usually not the animal hiring me, right? It's usually the person. <laughs> yeah. 
And so I was in this um, in in this position. I actually worked in a hospital, a pretty conservative hospital, and. You know, I felt like, gosh, you know, I'm good at what I do. I make really good money, really good benefits, you know, like the golden handcuffs, right? But I thought, you know, I, I just, I kind of always just thought I was meant to do something else. Like business wasn't necessarily like what I was meant to do, mm. but I never knew like what it was, right? So I knew I loved animals, but I had no desire to go back to school to be a veterinarian. And so I'm just kind of plodding along in life, I suppose, and doing my thing. And then I had a car accident. Mm. Yeah, ironically, on my way home from work. And, <laughs> and it really, it put me, I had back strain, but what really bothered me was I had whiplash. And I had that neck pain pretty much constantly for almost three years. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, it pretty much was awful. And, you know, I hadn't ever experienced that before. So I was really kind of just taken by surprise. Like, what do you mean I'm not better in like a week, right? And <laughs> I was fortunate. I had the doctor who, um, when, I, when I had more traditional treatments, it just wasn't, it was getting better, but I kept hitting like a plateau. And then I'd hit another plateau. And I was still in pain, and I still had really limited range of motion. And so my, my great doctor, she actually sent me, um, I was open-minded, and sent me to some more um, practitioners that were more on the holistic side of things, which was really gave me kind of exposure to a different way of looking at things. And, you know, remember I worked, I said I worked in a hospital, and these weren't modalities that I had heard of even working in a hospital. So it just all depends on our frame of reference in life, right? Right. And so that's what kind of got me into, you know, dip my toe into the water, so to speak, of like, wow, you know, there's a whole other world out there, and maybe I should, like, open my eyes a little bit. Sweet. And, and it really did. It really, like, opened my eyes. It opened my heart. It opened my mind. Um, and then when I heard that there was this thing called energy healing and that there were classes and I could work with animals, I was like, Ding! you know, like this little radar thing went off. And I had really no plans of doing it um, for a career necessarily. I was going to wait till I was retired or do volunteer work. Um, and then, you know, I had another <coughs> life opportunity. Um, <laughs> Uh, we lived in Seattle, my husband and I, we lived in Seattle for a long, long time, and he was um, offered an opportunity in, at his company to move to Southern California. And it's like, okay, well, you just, I was excited, of course, because, well, Southern California and Seattle, I love Seattle, but it's really rainy. Yeah. So I was, I was really happy about that part, but I was like, wow, you know, here goes this great paying job with these great benefits and now I'm like forced to leave it right and so I was like well this is you know this is a perfect opportunity for me to to try this other thing because you know we only go through life once and you know they say that when hospice nurses talk to patients that are dying that they always ask them what their biggest regret is and it's usually not anything that they did it's what they didn't Right. Yes. And so I thought, gosh, I don't want to be one of those people. So even if I try it and it doesn't work, um, 
at least I, I know that I had the, the, the courage and so forth to, to do it. Love those growth opportunities. Wow. Yeah, right. sometimes whether we want them or not. <laughs> but you did want it. I think the Italian did want yes. it. Yes. Oh, yeah, I definitely wanted that. I didn't want the car accident, though. No, no, no. <laughs> Damn those things. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, universe. I hear you now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ironically, I actually had like two or three more times after that that I was rear-ended. So oh, no. I think there was some kind of big message going on. But unfortunately, they don't come with banners that tell you like what the message is, right? They should. I'm having one of those right now. <laughs> really? Got to figure it out. Got to figure it out. Yeah. Oh. Well, and so that's great. So, how many years ago was that? Um. So the car accident was in, gosh, like two early 2009, and then I started entering that world. Um, I think that year and the again world. yes the woo <laughs> world and and then my husband and I moved here to Southern California I live near Irvine and which is about halfway between San Diego and uh, LA mm -hmm. and uh, that was about two years ago I oh. think so yeah, it is fairly recent, and um, and I was also very lucky from an entrepreneurial standpoint to have some um, part-time HR work, which is what I did before, um, come my way. So I had some extra sustenance for mm -hmm. a while, right? Because you know, I it's really hard when you're first starting out. You you know, not many of us are going to come out of the gate and make a lot of money, right? So what, so what was hard? What, what did you, what have you jumped over? Oh, many things. <laughs> and I'm still jumping, right? Um, because I literally worked all my life in corporate. Mm -hmm. So being an entrepreneur is very, very different as, as most people know. Um, I would say some of the, the difficult things for me are like, having like having to do it all yourself I mean it's not like I ever had a corporate job where I had like a administrative assistant and other assistants and so forth so you know I was kind of used to doing a lot of it myself but this is like everything you know I mean when I did employee relations I had that piece of it right but I wasn't marketing the hospital and I wasn't um, you know going networking for the hospital. I wasn't doing all of those other things or all the accounting for the hospital and the taxes and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, you just wear so many different hats as an entrepreneur. All of them. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's that can get overwhelming. Like I think it's that's like, one of my starting out. Yeah. I think that's one of my biggest things is like gosh, how how do I get it all done? Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so good for us in business, um, predominantly by ourselves to even starting out, um, to remember to be able to do the bits of the work that create the most income and if possible, delegate yes. other things out so you can still do those things that, 
that yes. the main part of your yes. business, right? The main part of your business. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's easy. I know I've done it many times. It's easy to get caught up in those little things that take lots of time. Yes. Instead of doing the big thing that makes more money, which is actually the thing that I want to be doing, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So it's no, easy totally. Right? Totally. And I would also, you know, add to that that it's not only the things that bring the most income, but the things that bring you the most joy. Right. 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 Like, like when I, I have do not like paying my bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not money. alone. <laughs> and then there's that whole money thing. That's a yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but you know, I do find that weeks when I'm having to do like more of something that, um, is necessary, but kind of draining for me that it's really hard to keep up that mojo. Right. Mm. And it's so important, especially like in the work that you do and I do because it's kind of creative. Well, right. It's different kinds of creativity, definitely creative for you, but different type of creativity for me. And so if you're not having that, that mojo, it's really hard to, um, to mm. give it, to give everybody your best. Right. Oh, that's so good. That's really a great thing to talk about. Um, and the, the more I've been in business now, I happen, I've been in business for many, many, almost three years. Um, but even so, sometimes I still feel like a beginner in business. You know, sometimes it's, it's mostly just me. Mm -hmm. Things have to get done, but I do find the more I can delegate or hire out or you have a VA, so that I can spend that quality time with the work and with my clients. Uh, you're right. The better I feel, the more it feeds me uh, emotionally as well as, as monetarily. Yes. Uh, and we forget that sometimes be because of fear of the money thing, right? Of mm -hmm. spending money to make money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Oof. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And what is a smart financial decision to spend money on? And what is not? And, you know, there's no crystal ball. So sometimes you make investments that you're like, yeah, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's really important for beginning entrepreneurs or beginning business people to remember that it is important to learn how to delegate and to really try to work that into your budget so you can do those, those things. Right, yeah. right, awesome. right. Awesome. Yeah, and I think one one benefit that when um, when you're newer that your that your clients have is that um, you can actually spend more time with them, right? You know, you don't always have to, depending on how your schedule is set up, you have maybe those extra few minutes to spend with them as opposed to like, oh, got to end right now because the next call is starting in one minute, right? Yeah. Wow. So, so now that you are immersed, mm -hmm. yes. so your and your website is Thrive Energy Healing, and yes. you, you consider yourself a coach. Yes, I do, definitely. And, um, and you work with animals, so you coach the animals mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as I you do. coach their owners, right? Exactly, exactly, um, exactly, because a lot of times the owner is, and I don't even like to use the word owner, but um, oftentimes I say pet parent. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Because a lot of us do, we do. We call ourselves, you know, mommy or daddy or whatever, yeah. which is, yeah, yeah. you know, 
we may not say that in public, but we say that one more. I do. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, there's definitely a coaching piece for the person because um, there's often something that they're not doing appropriately that they just don't know, right? It's not like the people that I attract aren't people that, you know, of course want to harm their animals. Like everybody that I attract is, are people that are really dedicated to their pets. And then um, they don't know like what to do differently as far as like maybe um, hands-on physical things. And then they also maybe don't know how to um, handle their personal energy because the animal has a 10 times greater energy field than we do as humans. And the bigger the animal, typically the bigger the energy field. Wow. So, you know, when, when, um, if you think of, um, so, as, so for people that aren't familiar with the term energy field, like one really good way to think of it is, is like how comfortable you feel when somebody's standing near you as a human. Mm. So, if somebody's standing at conversational distance from you and they're a friendly person, you feel comfortable, right? But if they're someone that, you know, something tells you that they're not safe for you or you know they're not safe for you because, you know, maybe they're, you're in an abusive relationship, right? Then, then even at a normal conversational distance, they are too far into your energy field and you feel uncomfortable. And then if people... Um, you know, stand like right in front of your face, right? Then, um, then you definitely, most people would feel uncomfortable. And would you also call that their aura? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you could call that the aura, or at least the aura is part of the energy field. Okay. Yeah. And so in, in what you do, do you, do you consider yourself a pet psychic? Do you talk with the animal? Yeah, um, I do have that skill set. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's my main skill set, mm -hmm. but I definitely, um, I definitely know that I can communicate with them, and I can often tell by the way they're looking at me, like whether they're paying attention or, or, or um, going to follow like what, what I tell them to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but healing is really at this point, at least my kind of my major thing. Sweet. I know. Um, I've always been empathic. And when I used to do more body work, I used to be a massage therapist. And oh yeah. Read cards, tarot cards for people. And I worked with gems and crystals and, mm -hmm. This was one of my lifetimes <laughs> and I still like to bring it in, but, but I really, really, really wanted to talk with the animals. Mm -hmm. I've always been super in tune with animals and specifically my dog who has now passed on when he started getting sick, he would just sit there and stare at me and he'd be like, mom, talk to me. And I'm like, I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> and I took a pet, a pet communication course, mm -hmm. a well-known pet. Uh, psychic right mm -hmm. and I just could not get there I just for me I just couldn't get there there's some sort of block that, that's probably not a whole other story but um I did talk to a couple animals and it was so cool yes 
<laughs> uh, and I love that. And I love that being that kind of in tune. Uh, and so, uh, have you always had that gift? Have you known that you've had that gift? No, I don't think so. Um, I would say I've always been an, um, empathic mm -hmm. and sensitive and intuitive, but I am not one of those people who grew up, you know, like reaching out and touching an animal and they're cured, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> or, you know, when I hear about people that I think is amazing, like they're like, well, when I was a kid, I thought, you know, everybody talked to all the animals on the farm and they all talked back, you know, I just thought that was normal. So um, I think that's amazing. But I think, I think we all were born with that, but we have, we lose it because we're we're brought up in a world where that's that's not logical and it's not acceptable as you get older and you know as an older child it's not considered something that is valued yeah and so we tend to kind of shove that down on so many levels yes exactly on so many levels yeah. exactly exactly and children are amazing that openness that they have and that their abilities it's so true Definitely, definitely. And so, and so you rewoke that part of yourself. Yes. In, in your, your new life. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And what, do you, what do you love about it? Oh, my gosh. There's so many things I love. Um, I love. I love the transformation that when I work with behavior issues, for example, because um, I work with behavior and health issues. And when I work with behavior issues, and the, the animal just totally transforms. Um, that, just, that just really warms my heart. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, I had a, um, a recent client who has um, a dog, and the dog would bark sometimes incessantly, like if somebody came over to the house and came in and was visiting them. Huh? And so you know, if like literally like, like I got actually the referral from a, um, a pet chiropractor because she went over there to make an adjustment on one of the other dogs and this particular dog wouldn't stop barking. And so she's like, here, call Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice referral. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, you know, I, I worked um, a series of sessions with that animal and with that lovely dog and you know now people tell me that people come over and they're like wow your dog is so well behaved and so quiet and <laughs> that's just what I love because it, it really just brings down the stress level for everybody it, it brings down the animal stress level because they're not barking like that because they want to they're barking like that because they feel a need because they're anxious um, they may feel like there's a I know some people think of it in terms of like a power vacuum, right? Like I have to be in charge in this house because other people aren't in charge, especially depending on the dog's breed and the dog's personality. And then of course it makes the person's life so much better too, right? Because how stressful is it to have friends over and your dog barks the whole time, right? And then you stop having friends over, right? And then and your you social life. Suffers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, I, it depends on whose statistics you look at, but um, according to the ASPCA, behavior 
reasons, behavior problems are the number one reason that dogs are surrendered to shelters and the number two reason that cats are surrendered to shelters. Oh, you know, and, and I, I, had I had volunteered at the Humane Society here for, oh, good for you. four years, five years, walking dogs. Uh, and it's so true. It's like, why did someone give you up? <laughs> you know, you're so I know, I know. And now people give them up for so many different reasons, but... Um, and some people should it's hard. have them. Yes. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> yes. It's like some people should never have children, right? right. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have children? Um, I don't, actually. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> not because of that. Just <laughs> not because I'm dangerous or anything, but. I could be. <laughs> <laughs> just wasn't in the plans, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Um, so I have so, furry, furry friends. Yeah, I love my furry friends. Um, what do you see for your business in the future? What are you trying to build now? Now you've been in it for the last two-ish years, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Um, from a business standpoint, it would be lovely, right, to, to have – you know, the more clients you have, typically the more referrals you get, right? Mm -hmm. And so it would be lovely at some point to have, you know, so many people coming in through referrals that I don't have to spend so much time, you know, networking, mm -hmm. right? Even though I really actually enjoy networking, um, you know, it, it takes me away from my work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I look forward to. And then I think that um, I'll probably add other components. I'm not sure exactly what they, what they look like right now. Um, to, to yourself or to the business or? To the business. So, so for example, um, I have a, a, a Facebook page and Thrive Energy Healing and I also, for pets, it actually says Thrive Energy Healing for Pets. Mm -hmm. And I also have a, a private Facebook group called Pet Champions. And that is really just this really nice community of people that um, want to learn more about their pets. Mm -hmm. And because it's private, people don't have to worry about maybe being ridiculed because, you know, they post something about their, their pet, right? Because there are a lot of snarky people <laughs> out there. Um, yeah, and so I might one day maybe add like a subscription service or mm -hmm. something along those lines, or I don't know, sometimes I toy with the idea of maybe I'll, you know, learn, learn some, maybe I'll become certified as a dog trainer and, you know, have that component too. Um, so, you know, who knows? I, I, I try to be open so that I'm not shutting off opportunities mm, nice. but I'm not, but I'm also not looking to like branch off into all these other things you know and kind of dilute my my core mm -hmm. my core work and I think that's great it's it's like you know where you want to put your focus and it's right on you and the animal mm -hmm. exactly instead of spreading out too far too fast exactly exactly cool that's great Let's see, what else can you tell us? <laughs> hmm. Well, I can tell you a little bit about 
like the types of issues that I work with. Would that be interesting? Okay. So on the behavior side, um, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not a trainer, so I'm not somebody that you would call if your dog needs obedience training, right? Like sit, stay, come, you know, that's, I can, I can, I know enough now that I can offer advice and so forth, but that's not really my main thing. So I'm more of a, I guess, a behaviorist, if you will. So if you have a, like a dog that's excessively barking, barking all the time, or um, a big one is like a separation anxiety in a dog and cats get separation anxiety too. And sometimes people don't realize like what separation anxiety looks like. So they may not even know that their animal has separation anxiety. Um, but some common signs, for example, are you come home from wherever you've been in, and your dog, let's say, is just really kind of like overly excited to see you. Like they, you know, usually are happy to see you, right? But if they're almost like going ballistic happy to see you, that's a sign. Or if they're chewing up the furniture or they're, scratching up all the woodwork because they're trying to get out of the house. Um, those are some other signs, for example. Um, and then what else? Um, fear is a big one that I work on. So animals that maybe are um, anxious because they have a fear of men or they might've had a bad experience with somebody. And so they fear like everybody who looks like that person. So they could be afraid of a person just because of their skin color, or they could be afraid of them because they wear a cowboy hat. Um, right. So, um, or they could have um, just fear of everybody, like fear of strangers, or they could have fear of other dogs and other animals. So for example, I worked with um, a cat that, was always very uh, skittish and so every time um, and and she had a like a cat tree near the front door and every time the like the FedEx or UPS person would come to deliver a package she would like hear the truck and she would like fly off that cat tree and she would go hide right and you know you don't really want your animal to have that much fear sorry can you hear that Okay, good. My phone is ringing in my ears. Um, so, you know, I worked, I worked with um, the cat. And after that, you know, the client said to me, wow, you know, people come to the door and she doesn't move anymore. She's comfortable enough in her own skin now that she just stays there. Mm -hmm. So that's another type of thing that makes me really happy because it really means that, like I said, the animal is happy. Right. Well, and it need, I mean, on so many levels, not only the, the animal is happier, but the relationship is better. And they exactly. And frustrated with having an animal that is causing problems. Exactly. Why people give up their animals. Right. 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 Yeah. And I think that's why um, on an extreme level, you know, that's why like sometimes like child abuse happens, right? Is because people aren't equipped uh, to deal with really difficult behavior now of course there's myriad other reasons but um but you know that's just kind of give you a human analogy but wouldn't it be great if it was a law <laughs> if you had a pet you had to have a pet communicator <laughs> <laughs> and a healer and a healer wouldn't that be awesome yes and a trainer <laughs> exactly like social work for animals <laughs> exactly just like people who have babies you know like they don't yeah. come with instruction manuals right yeah. like 
Yeah, that would be great for everybody. I think that's a great idea. It is a great idea. We should like, start some legislation. <laughs> I mean, I, it's so true. I see it so much at the shelter. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you hear about it. People just abandoning their pet or giving him away or, you know, I've had him for a couple of days and I can't handle him. And Yes, yes. so many reasons for any of that. You know, exactly, not- exactly. But, yeah. And then I work also um, on the health side of things. So... Um, through the energy work that I do, what happens is there's there's a change like on the on the cellular level, mm. and the immune system is built up, and um, I can help ease pain that an animal might be feeling. I can help if an animal has cancer. Um, energy work is really great for that. It's really great for if they're on chemo. It's really great at clearing out like unnecessary chemo that's you know really more than that animal needs or not the right type if you will um and and anything that's inflammatory like arthritis uh, it's good for that too um faster recovery from surgery you can also like prep the animal before surgery energetically and then support the animal during the surgery energetically right so that you have a better chance of a better outcome and then accelerate the healing afterwards or um trauma like you know, we, we've been talking about potentially abuse, but, you know, there could be another trauma. It could be like, gosh, you know, it wasn't abuse, but um, maybe somebody, like someone today was telling me that their um, dog was really traumatized because they didn't, I mean, they, they love this dog, but they didn't realize that the dog was behind a door. And so they opened the door and really hit that dog in the head and had to take him to emergency vet and get MRIs and ultrasound, you know, all that stuff. Um, so trauma doesn't necessarily mean that an animal has been abused. Right. Yeah. Accidents. Accidents yeah. happen. So is there any, any other advice you would give new business owners about just starting your own business or being in the business that you're in? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that you need to be really clear on what your mission and your vision is because that's what's going to keep you going when the times are tough. Mm-hmm. And then I think you also have to have the right um, pieces in order. So if you're trying to do, for example, a lot of um, marketing, mm-hmm. but you haven't really dialed in like what your messages or your mission or your vision or you don't have some of your materials in place to direct people to like if you don't have you know not everybody has to have a website but they're pretty common these days right so if you don't have a website or you don't have car business cards or you know you don't have something along those lines then you're kind of like putting the cart before the horse okay great you hear that friends out there (laughs) (laughs) Yes, social media yes. is very important. Yes. You're getting your your business structure into place. Exactly, exactly. And it has to be something that you love to do because, you know, if you don't love to do it, you might as well go get a paycheck, right? Yeah, right. Cool. And, and nothing's wrong have- with getting a paycheck. I also want to be really clear, like, to people out there that, you know, that's not a bad world either. It's just oh, a different... Not. 
it's just a different world. It's a different world. And this entrepreneurship is a world for certain people and working in, in and with others and for others is also a great way to go. Exactly. Someone has to do both. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You have some of that stuff to have this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Um, so before we, we go, do you, um, you have something to offer? Yes. Our yes. Yes, I do. Um, so I have um, two um, free gifts for your viewers. The, the first one is a, an ebook that I wrote that's called Stop Seven Stressful Dog Behaviors. Awesome. And, um, you know, we can put that in the links. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is, you know, I would be um, really just happy to support people that have an animal with an issue. Um, I'd be happy to offer uh, a free consultation and in that consultation what we do is um, you know I'll probably tell you maybe a little bit more about myself and so that you're you know you're comfortable with who I am right because I think that's so important and then I will give you some tips and then we'll see if continuing to work together would be a good fit you know for both of us fantastic yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, so you're I'll welcome. Put her links, and that's through your website. Um, Facebook page. Yes. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Either or both. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you. I'll put all the links. Yes. You can put all the links there. And, yes, but it will be really clear to people. Great. And thank you for that. So, absolutely. If you've got some issues with your animals, she's the gal to go to. Right on. And thank you, Jennifer, for sharing. Oh, thank you. I really, I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, some of your journey and how you got to where you are today and what you do and what you did. and It's all good. You know, I just love being able to share this with people. Uh, I, I have so many different kinds of, uh, kinds, different kinds of people. Right, right. <laughs> people who watch and listen uh, from business people to non-business people, just like what we said, to animal owners and non-animal owners and dancers and creatives and artists and and to uh, go after you know what our passion is and to be clear and to keep to keep understanding the why we do what we want to do totally why is it important to us and how does it make us feel exactly uh, and it's so good to be able to share that so i thank you for sharing thank you story. and i think i just saw an animal pass by behind you oh you probably did <laughs> dogs right here my little corgi dog and my cat usually talks every time I get on <laughs> every time I'm making a video she decides she wants to talk yes so, yes quiet <laughs> well maybe she uh, knows that uh, that uh, I'm on the call and <laughs> she should be quiet anything now Jennifer's there exactly <laughs> that's great <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank you, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. It's Thanks been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. And again, I'm Paula Reese Denis, heart and hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And we will continue to bring you innovation and creativity and inspiration and all kinds of juiciness as these episodes continue. I'm so proud to still be here after a year and a half, which is awesome. I yes, totally. I know. It's so cool. Kudos to you. Big kudos. Thank you so much. And um, until we meet again, people, thank you for being here. Mwah. <laughs>